Today we have senior sleep technologist Molly Menjering join us on the Legome podcast. Legome is Swedish for not too much and not too little. And today Molly relates that to sleep health habits, sleep recommendations, and most importantly, coffee naps. Raylan, how did this make you feel about your sleep? Coffee nap information changed my life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It made me want to do a better wind down routine and not be looking at my phone before I go to bed. Yeah, it's funny because it's exactly what we do with our daughter, but Mm -hmm. why not apply that to ourselves as well? But before we get into the podcast, let's thank our sponsors. Who's your chiropractic? A hands-on approach to conservative care that focuses on treating the patient as a whole, not just the symptoms. Schedule an appointment by calling or texting 260-225-9444. Wabash CrossFit. Many people think they need to get in shape before they start CrossFit, but Wabash CrossFit is a wonderful community of all fitness levels and goals. Stop in for a free class and meet some great people all dedicated to living a longer, healthier life. Wabash Downtown Nutrition. With healthy shakes and energizing teas, Downtown Nutrition offers a boost to your day without wrecking your nutrition goals. With shakes catered towards your specific goals from fat loss to muscle gain to post-workout recovery, follow Wabash Downtown Nutrition on Instagram and see all the delicious drinks they offer. Kathy's Natural Market. With organic produce, supplements, smoothies, and a hot bar for lunch, Kathy's Natural Market offers Wabash a one-stop shop to meet your nutrition needs. Besides being our favorite place to get lunch after a workout, our daughter loves the variety of lunches and especially the fruit. Become a member to enjoy even more savings. And finally, Center Court Barbershop. Guys, listen up. 75% of women view your haircut as a sign of how you'll be as a father. Now that may be a made-up heteronormative statistic, but the truth is is that everyone loves a good haircut. Located in historic Wabash, Indiana, Center Court is a throwback barbershop that offers haircuts, beard trims, and neck shaves. Walk in and take a seat and enjoy a movie or a fun conversation while you wait. No matter what you need, Jeff and Kyle will hook you up. Now let's get to the podcast with Molly Menchie. Molly. Molly is a sleep expert and would you mind getting into where that like expertise comes from? So I, uh, this is my 22nd year in my profession. Um, so I'm very tired. Um, (laughs) but, uh, I, I got into this field. Um, I came back from my honeymoon and I did not have a job and my mom worked at St. Joe hospital in Fort Wayne and my mother-in-law worked there and they're like, you should come look for a job. And I said, okay. And so this was a position that was posted in which I could be medical without having actually finished college hmm. or gotten a degree or whatnot. So um, at the time I got on the job training and then I was in it for a few years and I um, took my registry. So it's a national registry through the board of polysomnographic technologists. So I'm number 5710. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a registered sleep tech. And then I've been in a couple of different uh, sleep centers um, in Fort Wayne, in um, Akron, Indi- or sorry, Rochester, Indiana, back in Fort Wayne again, um, at Lutheran Hospital. And um, it's been three years ago, I think it was, that I um, achieved my um, clinical certification in sleep health. So I'm I'm number five, I'm number five ten. So I, I like the the numbers blend together. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that just means that supposedly I know what I'm talking about, and I I I liked as my husband says you like to be right. I'm like I do like to be right, but I like to share knowledge and information and that kind of thing. So being an expert on this, 
how little sleep can I get and still function? Mm, that is the question we all gamble with daily, isn't it? Yeah. Um, professionally, one would say that one should achieve as much sleep as one possibly can on a regular basis to maintain proper health. As much as you can? Well, being that it's, you know, your goal would be to be sleeping by about up to about eight hours. Okay. Ish. But some people don't feel well unless they sleep like 10 hours. Mm -hmm. But a lot of us, the, the phrase that, that, that changes things isn't I need, but I get. And that's where what most people say is, well, I get five hours of sleep and I'm fine. I'm like, mm, but is that what you need? Right. I can get 45 cheeseburgers at McDonald's for three bucks, but is that what I need? So. So the... On the upper end of things, like what? at what point, though, do you stop seeing like diminishing returns on that sleep in terms of what you're getting out of it? You want to, you will, everybody has their own personal sleep number. So I cannot say across the board, every single grown-up should have eight hours because some of us don't need that. I myself, I really think I function better if I get like nine, like I think that's my sweet spot. I don't get that. My husband's always like, you always say you want, you're tired. By the way, this is my husband's voice. You always say you're going and you're tired, but you never go to bed when you're supposed to. I'm like, I know. I'm busy. You know, I always find that one extra thing to do. Right. Switch that laundry load. Um, so routinely, I think I get about six to seven. Mm -hmm. What do you think about people that like catch up with sleep on the weekend? You're not really catching up. You are giving your body an opportunity to achieve what it has wanted all week. <laughs> I like to say it like that because you've created a deficit and it's a bank account that gets closed daily. Mm -hmm. You can't put more money back into that bank. You've now started a new account and your goal is to make a profit instead of a deficit. Mm -hmm. So what, what are we even trying to get from our sleep? What's the purpose of it? So sleep, as defined by the dictionary, is the natural periodic suspension of consciousness during which the powers of the body are restored. And I just, even though it's a definitive phrase, I like that concept because everybody's talking about, you know, your body has all these massive, you know, anti, you know, um, illness functions and it has all this capability that yes, it does. We have great power, but with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> and our responsibility is to give it what it needs and it needs food, water, and shelter. And if we give it food, water, and shelter, then we can sleep and find food, water, shelter the next day. But if we're not getting the sleep we need, our powers are diminished. So our chances of getting sick and staying sick are increased. Our chances of making mistakes, either you know driving or in our regular work increase. Um, there's just a multitude of things that go along with that. And what do you think is causing like the, the lack of sleep that we're getting? Is it because we are trying to be more productive or what's What's the biggest cause of that? So I once made um, a member of my marketing staff at the hospital very nervous when I was asked that question once. I'm like, you know, it's a man's fault. And I hear him go, uh, and I'm like, if Thomas Edison had never invented the light bulb, he's like, Phew. like you can hear him audibly. Yeah. So, um, which just to specify, um, Thomas Edison didn't create the light bulb, but he did create the most practical functioning light bulb. People yell at me about that. Um, so other people like me who would point out, you know, he, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. um, it, it, when we got electricity and we had it in every home, it created a 24 hour day mm -hmm. where we were once limited to sunrise, sunset, 
you know, all of, all of those fiddler on the roof kind of things, um, we, we couldn't do anything when it got dark. And so you'd go to bed and you'd rest and you'd get up. And I never thought that, of that before. Yeah. Now that we are a, a light, a, a faux light in an artificial light driven society, mm -hmm. it never stops. And we all find something to keep doing, you know, and everybody goes to bed their, with their phone. Everybody's like, well, I turn. in fact, a friend of mine just said, he goes, yeah, I'm also all kinds of tired. I go upstairs, I turn on the TV, just looking for something. And three hours later, I'm well into Austin city limits singing, you know, with Chris Stapleton. And I'm like, uh -huh, you're not supposed to turn the TV off, Bob. So, so what, what do you, do you have any fears about screens? Like, is there, I guess, should we just avoid them completely? Like what's, what's the best plan around sleep? At least in, we, it is recommended that you avoid your artificial blue light from TVs and phones and computers for at least an hour before bed. So you got to really revert. Mm -hmm. We as adults, we're very good at talking the talk, but we never walk the walk. Much as I warned you, always yes. do what I say, don't do what I do. Um, so we got to think back to when we were kids. And mom, you know, she'd say, at this time, we're going to turn the TV off. And you know, I always turn the TV down because she thought that's how she mm -hmm. knew. Yeah. And so she turned the TV off and you'd get your bath and you'd get your book and you'd get your fuzzy footy pajamas mm -hmm. and you'd go to bed. And it was all calm and whatnot and we are go 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 and then we shut the book and we shut the computer and we shut the phone because we had all those things open like we're really paying attention mm -hmm. and then we're like oh my god i can't sleep it's been 32 seconds <laughs> how are you supposed to fall asleep in 30 so then we start you know we take supplements we take pills and we take things mm -hmm. you gotta just give yourself a minute you know we should all be i want to be in bed and sleeping at 10 o'clock so at at least nine o'clock i will turn everything go plug everything in turn it off. And now I'm going to let the dogs out. I'm going to make my lunch. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to, you know, even if we're just doing those busy things that aren't electronic, right? that's helpful. How long does it normally take for people to fall asleep? Because I always felt like it took me forever when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. but... Which is okay. It, it really is um, to, to lay there for a while. We all think that we should be laying down and going right to sleep. Well, except I was thinking of like monsters in my closet and stuff. Oh, yeah, so that wasn't a comfortable thing. No, that's no. not. Yeah. No, you know, not picturing what would happen if, if a Star Wars, you know, uh, spaceship landed in, um, Little House on the Prairie. That was always my thought that I'd lay there for a long time thinking, what would they do? They didn't have that mashup on yeah. TV. Ever, no, they no. didn't. I think it could be a thing though. Um, but anyway, uh, so technically, if we're doing a test on somebody where we're testing their daytime sleepiness, if they fall asleep in less than 20 minutes, we consider them over fatigued. And the faster they fall asleep, the more fatigued the, that we consider them to be. So we should be laying there and taking a moment and breathing and thinking and relaxing and pondering things and mental notes. Yep, got all that. We'll address it tomorrow. You know, that's comforting to know 20 minutes is fast. Yes. Because it de definitely doesn't feel that way. What about, because my wife would really argue this, she likes the background noise. We are never going to sleep in a silent environment. So a little bit of noise is fine. Mm -hmm. In fact, like, in fact, uh, my husband has broken me. Um, he always had to sleep with a fan on when he yeah. was a kid. And I didn't really. And so now, of course, you know, you have to adapt. Mm -hmm. and, you know, 22 years later, I'm like, it's too quiet. <laughs> so now we have apps on our phones that make fan noises and, yeah. you know, different things like that. So um, it's okay to have a little bit of noise, but okay. it's the light. We don't want the light. Okay. Um, what about napping? Because I know in a lot of adults and kids, too, would be really mm -hmm. curious about how we should do it. 
So NASA says, because they test everything, NASA says the perfect nap time is 26 minutes. And a lot of people are like, how am I supposed to fall asleep? Well, maybe you don't fall asleep. Maybe we're just resting. Mm -hmm. And we have a natural um, wake and sleepy time. You know, I'm more awake here and I'm less awake here periods of time in the day. So I just actually read something today, um, making notes for myself, just in case I needed something good, um, that said that if you can take, if you feel over fatigued, if you can take a 20 minute nap or a rest in the morning, you know, at some point in time, and then again, like after lunch or after you get home from work, then those two things would help balance you out and help nudge you along in the day. Hmm. So, but you know, I get, when I go, I talk at high schools and stuff and the kids, I'm like, okay, so you're going to go home. You're going to take like a 26 minute. I'm like, that's not 260 minutes. Yeah. It's not two hours and six minutes, like 26 minutes. They're like, what? And they're like, I, I go home and I sleep for a good three hours. I'm like, that's bedtime. Yeah. If you're that tired, then you just need to stay awake. And then it's seven or eight o'clock, just go to bed. Mm -hmm. But people don't do that. No. When my wife was pregnant, I I was seeing a patient and I was telling him about how I was wrapping presents like this was around Christmas time. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, that was nice of you to be helping your wife out. And I was like, oh, she was taking a nap that evening and she was just like, your wife's pregnant. And I was yeah. like, we weren't telling anyone at the, like it was still right. really early, but I was like, how do you know that? She's like, no one naps in the evenings before <laughs> bed except for a pregnant woman. Right. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, so napping isn't the worst thing, but... Um, I don't know, I guess, how do you, is it better to be getting more sleep at night versus trying to nap during the day? Is there any research around that? If you got enough sleep at night, you wouldn't be tired in the daytime. So the, if you're like, I'm constantly tired all day, readdress what's happening at night. Mm -hmm. Either the length of sleep is not good or the quality of sleep is not good. So with, with what you do at work, are you seeing mostly like, sleep apnea patients what are you seeing for in terms of like sleep i guess so um at the lutheran sleep center we see a lot of um, apneic patients that's a good portion of our population um, but we also get other people in who are like i'm just tired and i don't know why and we find out that they have um, extraneous leg movements or you know um, they have uh, their sleep stages are goofy um, people who are depressed their sleep stages are actually kind of backwards. Um, so they have more deep sleep towards morning. And not in all cases, but um, in, in a lot of cases, um, they can get flipped. And so they'll have a lot more deep sleep in morning. So then it's very difficult to get up because they're so tired and so deep. That probably sleep. feeds into the depression and then, then too. And it feeds into the depression because then you don't want to get up and you want to stay in bed. And then everybody's gone when you're up and mm -hmm. it's a cycle. Do they know what causes that? Why that's flipped? It's part of the brain chemistry that helps contribute to mm -hmm. all of that. So when we give them, you know, serotonin reuptake inhibitors and things like that, then it clicks around. Mm -hmm. Are there any supplements that you guys recommend to people? So melatonin is the, you know, I take 55 melatonin. Okay. Probably don't need that much to start. Um, and the thing is, a lot of people, they'll jump into it and they're like, it doesn't help me. Mm -hmm. Well, just because you really weren't low on melatonin to start with, you just had poor sleep process to start with. If you went to bed at the right time, if you turned off your phone, if you gave yourself of this, then your body's natural melatonin kicks in and then you'll sleep the way you're supposed to. Um, but melatonin is not supposed to be one of those things that I take it like five minutes before I go to bed and mm -hmm. then it makes me fall asleep. 
if you're falling asleep that quick, that it's not that. It's it's you're already kind of tired. You just think you need to. <laughs> so uh, with sleep deprivation, what are we most concerned about for people? So um, sleep deprivation can lead to you know little stupid things. You know small personal injuries and 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 whatnot. Um, saying the wrong thing at work, screwing things up that way. But the biggest concern is um, like sleepy drivers. That's, that's, you know, cause that affects everybody. If mm -hmm. he, you can be, you can be all awake, but if the next guy over in the semi is sleepy, that's not going to help you out. Or mm -hmm. the person driving the kids in the school bus, that's not help you out. We're talking like years of not getting quality sleep. What are we looking at then? So, um, there is a greater chance of, um, increased hypertension, high blood pressure, um, increased chance of stroke, heart disease, heart failure, all those sorts of things. With those, are we... Like, can you say it's the sleep or would you say it's also maybe the lifestyle that they're living? The two start overlapping, <laughs> right. though, because I'm tired. When, when we get overtired, our bodies crave, um, it tells you that you're tired, first of all. But then mm -hmm. it's like, okay, if I can't go to sleep, I'm going to, I'm going to, let's give me something that's going to keep me going quickly. Right. So it craves fats, carbs, and sugars. So that's why when you are like, if you've been up late, there's those moments that you're like, potato chips are the greatest thing that was ever invented. <laughs> you know, when I work nights at like 2 a.m., I'm like, I, I could I could sell a child if I had potato <laughs> chips, you know. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. But, you know, potato chips were like awesome, so. Um, kind of off of that, do you work with many people that are on like second or third shift? All, all Almost everybody who works in sleep uh, gives up normal sleep for you yeah <laughs> yes so um yes i do i do work with several of them um and i guess with with someone that's working like third shifts what would you recommend to them to try and get normal sleep so it's the hardest thing ever in that they really have to give up ever being a daytime person they just have to i mean really and truly if you're going to do it you have to be a nighttime person all the time the bouncing back and forth is what gets everybody where mm -hmm. Mondays and Tuesdays they work nights and then they try to only sleep a little bit and then be up. So then they're up. Right. And that's, that's what messes you up. I've heard that with professional athletes too, that their schedule is just different than ours. Like if you're playing a seven o'clock basketball game, mm -hmm. that's when you want to be peaking. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, then they, you wouldn't want that time to be like the time that you just fall asleep right after when they get right. on the plane. But I don't know, I guess, how do you how do you work around that then? Like, how do you reprogram your body to fall asleep at a different time? It's very hard because that natural. I mean, it, it, there are some people that that seem to overcome it a little bit better, and then there are some people that struggle with it the whole time, um, and so then you have to trick it. You know, um, there are there are some sleep techs or other people in, who have to work nights that they'll wear like welding goggles on their way home because it's like super dark to try yeah. to you know, trick your brain into yeah. thinking it's nighttime. And then they do the daytime, those uh, sunlight lamps. They turn those on when they get up at night. So then it tries to trigger their brain to think it's a good time to be awake. Wow. So, yeah. It's, I mean, we're talking about some significant messing with your mind. Yeah. Do you think that people aren't really morning people or they're just not getting the sleep they need? No, I think that there are some people who they're just naturally... A little perkier on one side or the other um, it doesn't mean that one person should stay up all the time and one person shouldn't right but yeah and what are your feelings on coffee then okay 
Here's my disclaimer on that one, sir. Um, I heart the Starbucks, <laughs> you know. Grande non-fat iced coffee is my cold drink. Grande non-fat caramel latte is my hot drink. My children know how to order it when I lose my voice. I now have the app where I don't ever have to talk to people. <laughs> you know, I just walk in and they just give it to me. So, um, so coffee is fabulous. And I will, I will state um, that I had previously been given the incorrect information, that there is a story going around out there that, that um, coffee is the second most widely traded commodity after oil. And it's not. It's not. Okay. It's not in the top hundred. Okay, I was yeah. gonna say is it third? Or yeah, no, no. It's a little ways down there. It's a little ways down there. But it's very. It's a very good thing. Mm -hmm. um, so um, I'm a supporter of the coffee. Um, it's not for everybody, but uh, caffeine in general. I mean, the Food and Drug Administration considers it a drug because mm -hmm. it affects your central nervous system, and a little bit is okay. And it's when we exceed that amount that. It, it stops being helpful and it just increases your blood pressure. It just does all these things. And so um, personal story is that many years ago, several years ago, I think Facebook tells me it's like 10, um, that I, my, my job was very stressful. I wasn't sleeping well. I wasn't doing, I was compensating. And I ended up having this huge cardiac arrhythmia that I wasn't shaken. And so, of course, I went and I painted a school first because, you know, that's what you do. And then I, I wandered into St. Joe Hospital and, and just talked to a, f a friend in a department. And I'm like, hey, I got a thing. And she hooks me up. And she's like, oh, my God. She calls. and She's being stupid. She physically walked me to the ER because I was deemed a flight risk. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm fine. Just send me home. And so, yeah, they had determined that I had actually done a little bit of damage. So I'm now on a medication that I take every day to help make sure it stays nice and regulated. My wife wanted me to ask you also about like coffee in the afternoon. Is it worth it at that point or is it, are you just compensating at that point? A little bit of compensation. So, however, y'all have a child, so yes. I'm going to give her a little credit on that. Okay. No, so um, we actually have a natural low period in the afternoon that usually hits them around two or three o'clock. Um, and there is a fabulous thing and it's called a coffee nap. So, um, caffeine usually takes like about a half hour or so to kick in. So the trick is, is that you drink a coffee and then you lay down for your half hour nap. And then when you get up, the coffee has kicked in and you are good. You are so good. That sounds like heaven to my wife. I don't know if I want her to even know about this trick because it's going to be like a regular part of her day. It's a, it's a good time. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, do you incorporate nutrition at all into what you talk about with patients? I try to. I try to. Um, you know, good food choices, outside edges of the supermarket, mm -hmm. not in a box, you know, mm -hmm. in a biodegradable bag, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. But do you think it has a big oh, impact on sleep? I think it does. Absolutely. Um, because there are times that, you know, you will have traveled or something and you end up with only drive through things for several days. <laughs> And you were like, everything about me just feels hideous, you know? Yeah. And that if you don't feel well, then you're not going to sleep well, so. Mm -hmm. um, do you see any kids at work? Yes, yeah. So um, we've seen kids from just, you know, a few days old up and oh. I mean, on up. So oh. um, some of them are born with de developmental deficiencies that were just seeing how significant they are. Um, there are some with um, diseases and whatnot that we're trying to make sure that things that they're currently on are adequate. Um, so we have a couple of respiratory therapists who'll do sort of like ventilator adjustments. Um, there are some that the kids are having issues in school 
And so they're being tested to see, you know, is there something else going on with them? What signs and symptoms should people be looking out for if they were going to go see a sleep technician? So, um, most common, um, daytime sleepiness, uh, fatigue, which is different. Sleepy is that I could doze off in this meeting and fatigue is I will pay you money if you let me fall asleep right now. You know, that, that sort of newborn, like, newborn. <laughs> yes. That, that feeling. Yeah. That's fatigue as opposed to sleepiness. So, okay. um, if somebody says something about you, Hey, you kick a lot in your sleep. I notice snoring. I notice breathing changes. Um, there's one, there's one sign, um, especially if we're considering that maybe somebody's got apnea and they don't realize it is women will complain about waking up with a headache, um, that usually dissipates by lunchtime. Men don't complain about it as much. Um, but it's a sign. Just cause they're not complainers, right? Potentially, <laughs> potentially y'all are like, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but it's a sign of low oxygen and, and mm. so, but we as women are, you know, we're delicate. So we talk about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything that, any sign that you'd say like you need to get this checked out? Because I'm like, I don't know, I guess my perspective would just be like, well, yeah, of course I need to sleep more, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to. So what do right. you, I don't know, I guess, how do you handle that? So number one, we always say address your sleep hygiene, turn the phone off, have a regular bedtime, sleep as much as, you know, possible. Um, you can actually figure out your, your personal number by like having a week off of work or vacation time, going to bed when you're tired, waking up when you're hmm. awake, you know, when your body just naturally wakes you up, that was how much you needed. And if you complete that over the course of a week, it'll sort of balance out. And then that average number is your number that you, so I need three wholesome meals a day. I need 60 minutes of exercise. I need 8.25 hours of sleep a night. Mm -hmm. um, so it takes some time though to kind of get off of that work schedule. Yes. Yes. And get back into that. What does my body, I'm really listening to you now. What are you telling me? Yeah. But, um, so the, if anybody ever says, dude, I think you don't breathe well, absolutely get that. Your right. sleep hygiene, going to bed earlier is not going to fix you breathing. Right. So. Is there any snoring that you would consider just normal and not to worry about getting checked out? Snoring that is continuous snoring that is just low and snoring that does not pause. So, you know, you've got your kind of, you know, that's fine. It's mm. when it goes, that's, that's one of those ones you're like, Hmm, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. So do you see, I mean, for people that are sleeping by themselves, how are they going to know? So that is where you would look at, do I wake up sweaty? Do I wake up with my sheets all messed up? Do my neighbors complain that I kick the walls? We've had that one. Um, <laughs> do, do you have, wake up with a sore throat, a dry mouth, um, fatigue, mm -hmm. those sorts of things would be your indicator there. Yeah. So. Um, how does exercise play into it? Oh, exercise is a good thing. So um, there are some out there who say in general, you know, when we used to be more physically active and not mechanically active, mm -hmm. that everybody probably felt a little bit better. Um, but exercise, you know, washes, helps wash, you know, old used things out and lets new things come mm -hmm. in. And when we are doing it regularly and not within like an hour or two of bed, um, a little bit of muscle fatigue is a good thing. You know, your body can rest a little bit. You've worked out the, as my, as one of my physicians says, it helps you run off the crazy. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> what about a timing of day? Does that, you mentioned just one hour before bed. It wasn't a great thing. Right. Yeah. Any, anything versus like first thing in the morning versus afternoon in terms of sleep. Whatever works for you. Okay. I mean, if it, whatever works for your schedule and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So what about the people that are waking up early, going and doing something and then coming back and sleeping for a little bit more? Like I've, I've known farmers that do mm -hmm. that. Like they go and, you know, milk or whatever. Right. And then come right back and just go to sleep again. Well, you know, it's sort of that morning nap, <laughs> afternoon nap kind of thing. So it's not, I mean, that's somewhat okay to do though. I mean, that's not, I mean, you, so they say that at one point in time, we as humans slept in two batches. So we wouldn't sleep a full eight hours. We'd sleep for like four hours and then get up and double check our surroundings. Then we'd sleep for another four hours. Hmm. So there are some people like farmers who potentially swing that way a little bit yeah. more. So yeah. unless they've got the apnea and that's why they need to go back to bed. So what do you feel about the apps that like track your sleep? Any value in that? Sometimes apps are good. Sometimes apps are not. So I've got, a, I have some people who I know have apnea and they're like, no, my app says I'm fine. I'm like, uh-huh. Was it on you or was mm -hmm. it near you or, um, but supposedly they're, they're getting better. They're more fine tuned to, especially the people who wear them all the time that it's tracking oxygen levels or heart rates or whatnot. And they're basically acting like an actograph, which we used to charge for. Now we don't. And so, um, they're, they're, they're looking more at a little more quality, not just length. It's mm. it, it, when it was just judging length, it was, was your arm still that whole time or was your watch like laying on the bedside table or, right. you know, and then it's, it's that, but if, if it's quality. Um, so let's, more of like the technical side of sleep. What are the stages for it? What, what are we getting out of during those different stages? So, um, you're going to fall. It's, it breaks down technically like this. You have dreaming sleep and what's technically called not dreaming sleep. Hmm. Yeah. So what's the difference there? So, um, dreaming sleep is where you're going to have active eye movements. You're going to have muscle paralysis. So you can't chase the ice cream man around your bedroom in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. um, cause that's frowned upon. Um, you're going to have, um, changes in your breathing and whatnot. So in your non dreaming sleep, that is what we first fall asleep into. That's stages one and two. And then there's stage three, which is deep. Um, and then all of these cycles are going to repeat. So you should be hitting one, two, three, and a tiny little bit of REM and then, or dreaming sleep. And then that's going to repeat itself about every 90 ish minutes. And each time it progresses, you're going to have less dreams or less deep sleep and more dream sleep. So then it's reversed. So you have mm -hmm. a lot of dreaming sleep right towards morning. So that's why you always wake up with the alarm just as you get like the third out of four lottery numbers or something, you know, right. Is there any way that you can, like, in terms of, like, helping yourself wake up at the best time, is there anything that you can do to get that? So, if it's really hard to wake up all the time, then you probably aren't getting quite enough sleep. Um, but there are different things out there that can, you know, they've now got alarm clocks that slowly glow. Mm -hmm. um, there are pillows that now vibrate to help wake you up. There are alarm clocks that fly into pieces and you have to crawl around and find all the pieces and put it back yeah, together. Yeah. yeah. So there, there's a variety of things 
Or, um, you know, you could have three dogs in your bedroom who know exactly when your alarm goes off and then they all start barking because they all want to go out. Then you have to get up. <laughs> so that's another option that you could look into. If, you're not, if you don't want to get an app, you can just get a few dogs. Get a few dogs. Yes. Yes. Have your dog, your husband get a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll work for you. Yeah. Um, when you go and talk to the kids, what do you feel like they actually listen to? Hmm. When I say, yes, you can take a nap, they get excited. And then when I say it's a little nap, they get sad. Mm -hmm. um, with the kids, what I try to focus on is um, teen driving, drowsy driving. That's my, I, I, I worry about that. I'm mm -hmm. like, y'all are tired and whatnot. Um, so uh, there, there's a fact out um, from the Centers of Disease Control that stated in 2016, like 2,400 kids were killed that year um, between the ages of like 16 and 18. So it averaged out to like 16s a day were killed in car crashes all in, in the year of 2016, every day. Um, and the chances of those crashes increase from 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. when they're coming out of school, they're trying to get home from sports or jobs, and you know they were already tired to start the day. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's a 50% chance increase of those accidents occurring um, on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. So um, I just try to stress to them, you know, you guys are tired. You guys are new drivers. You need to be resting better overall. I always ask the kids, I'm like, okay, who gets eight hours? And, you know, mm. and for the kids who say I only get four or five, I'm like, don't accept rides home from them. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, them out. I'm like calling them out. Like, don't, don't do it. So. Um, but with, like the drinking, just the, I mean, kind of like the sleepiness that comes yes. with that too. Yes. Um, it's tied together. I mean, they they're um, they did studies, you know, where they put them in driving simulations, and um, the sleepy person drives worse than the drunk person, and which doesn't mean that your drunk driver should be your designated driver, you know. <laughs> I'm really sleepy. You should take the wheel. Yeah, that's time. right. That's right. Um, but the longer you're awake, the more your body reacts as if you were drunk. Hmm. So 24 hours of wakefulness is equal to blowing a 1.0. Wow. Um, do you do any, any research around like, speaking of sleep deprivation, like the military or anything like that? So um, they should just, you know, when you're signing your forms, there should be a big line that says, once you sign this, please note all sleep will be screwed up from here on out. So I've got so many guys come through and they're like, I can only sleep like this. I'm like, were you in the military? And they're like, yes. Because they'll sleep shorter amounts of time or they're very quick to wake up and then not go back to sleep. Or um, they're defensive sleepers. So I have to ask, you know, if I come to wake you up, they're like, don't touch me. Because mm -hmm. they're kickers, you know. And so I'm like, okay. So we you just yell at them from the doorway. <laughs> Fred! <laughs> just so. throwing stuff at them. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so what about like you're talking about they wake up and are hard to go back to sleep yes if you wake up and it's close to your alarm yeah is it worth trying to get those few extra minutes no no, no just accept your fate move on <laughs> go to bed that many minutes earlier the next night um with with the routine of it is i don't know like should you how strict should you be about your sleep routine so we are, there are many people out there and they're like, I am on a keto, you know, lettuce only kind mm -hmm. of diet or whatever. And they're mental about it. And they're like, and I exercise, you know, I have to do my treadmill, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, eh, 
about sleep. It's like, so um, there's a, a phrase out there, sleep is as important as diet and exercise, only easier. Like, I mean, it's one of the easiest things. I mean, dude, you know, all you have to do is stop and lay down and get comfortable. And like, that's it. Like, you don't have to put on fancy clothes. You don't have to, you know, worry about is there avocado oil in that, you know, you're just out. Um, so yeah, sleep should be, I mean, we should hold it preciously and, and it's, it should be one of the most important things you do. Do you think that's why we don't is because it's so easy, but that's why we so don't value easy. it? Yeah. It's one of those things. It's a, it's a delay in me getting my next Starbucks and it's a delay in, in me getting, you know, more work done, which, mm -hmm. you know, the quality of your work degrades the more tired you are. You would be more, um, effective at work the following day if you went to bed earlier. Did you study other cultures at all? Other, I don't know, just how other places slept, like how the U.S. compares to that? The U.S. sucks. Not in a lot of ways, but as far as the fact that we <laughs> That's the part to, I'm going to clip out. Yeah, that, we're going to clip that part. No, the U.S. is, is we are one that we are so, we talk about how China or Japan are very, we're going to keep going and they're very dedicated and whatnot. But they actually sleep a bit better or have a tent. You know, their their culture will say, we're going to take a rest. We're going to take a break. We're going to take a meditation moment. Mm -hmm. We're going to take a, um, a, a nap. And we as the Americans are, we don't need a stinking nap. We can do this. We're going to power through just like we did all, all these other things. So we don't um, put as high a priority on it. And we're like, and then it becomes that code, that that badge of honor. Well, I get six hours. Oh, yeah, well, the president only gets four. Or Chip Bob over here, the CEO, only gets, you know, three point. No, that, that's not good. That's, that's not Do you good. think that there are people that can function off that sleep that only need that much? There are some people who are, we call them clinically short sleepers. But what you have, the difference between a person who gets four or five hours and a person who only needs that is that they will have done that like their whole life. I have uh, had a couple of parents who come in and they're like, my kid only sleeps like five hours. I'm like, are they acting weird? No, they're like a normal kid. You know, they're not hyper. They're not, um, you know, nobody wants to medicate them. They do what they want to do. They may take a little nap, but I'm like, yeah, you might have a clinically short sleeper kind of kid. So, so you're saying that's not something that you would develop as an adult. Like it was something that you've always been you, like. Yeah, you're just programmed that way. Mm -hmm. Those tall blonde people, you know, they were developed that way. Yeah. So I will net being a short, dark prepared <laughs> person. I'm never going to be one of them. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, is there anything else about sleep that you want people to know? Sleep is a good thing and we, you know, should take as good a care of it as possible. And there are a lot of people out there who they're like, well, I just don't sleep well now. So I'll just like try to lose weight later. Well, what if we just focus on getting as much good sleep now and then that will help us lose sleep mm -hmm. or lose weight later mm -hmm. or, or different things like that. So, all right. Well, I end the podcast with a couple questions. So the first question is walk me through your perfect day <laughs> at work or <laughs> at home. <laughs> if, if you could have just this one perfect day, just walk me through what that, what that day is like a perfect day. Um, the dogs don't wake me up barking. <laughs> So I wake up nice and I get my good coffee that I make myself at home and I get to get my uh, a book or, you know, something. I can sit outside and read that and then go, um, you know, I take, if 
I, if I was really focused and not distracted by my electronic devices, then I would, you know, uh, sometimes take the dog for a walk or, or, you know, make, I like to cook. So, um, yeah, I got to make new bread soon. So that sort of thing. Uh, my last question then is how long do you want to live? How long do I want to live? Well, at least till the end of this podcast. <laughs> um, a ways, a ways out there would, wouldn't be too bad. I, uh, I, I've said that my ambition in life, if I'm to start to diminish, um, that I want to be the crazy aunt from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, the one who, you know, wraps up her cat and makes jello molds and says, you know, the Pledge of Allegiance at dinner. Yeah. That's me. That's, that's my goal. That's a good goal. I feel like that's a realistic goal. Thank you. Like, there's nothing yes. stopping you from doing that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so if I'm, if I'm going to be that person, that's what I want to be. And you think sleep is an important part of getting to that place, though? I think so. I think so. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, Molly, thanks so much for co coming on. Um, if people want to get their sleep checked out, what's the best way to do that? So I would start with your, um, go to a physician, be it family doctor, be it somebody else, um, and talk it over with them. And then they can refer you into either have a test or contact. Um, most of the local hospitals um, in the area have a sleep center. So you can often direct refer yourself in to see a physician there or, or uh, have a test done. Perfect. Thanks so much for coming on, Molly. You're welcome. Mm -hmm.